I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scotty Boy here with The Beef, a.k.a. Hammerhead. How you doing, bud? Yeah, baby! (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Right off the top with the new drops. I mean, I was going to ask about it. I'm very charmed by the fact you got me my Austin Powers drop. I did it in the middle of a video session, and I kept... Try, I, I not only did I pull it off the YouTube, I also edited it. I like cut the clip down, and my client, <laughs> my client, was what, the, what are you doing? Was on the video, she's like, What are you doing? I was like, Ah, it's I was gonna forget if I didn't do it right away. Um, I'm securing an Austin Powers sound drop. Uh, you're fired, Ryan. <laughs> Is that unusual? So, speaking of Austin Powers, uh, Actually, I watched Goldmember the other day. I actually have no actual Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Not even close. Not even like so off that it's funny. Somehow, but um, Harvey Weinstein has COVID. Oh. There's that. That's true. That's nice. I thought, didn't he already have it? I think this time they're sure of it. Mm. They're like, well, that's the thing. They're always, TMZ and all those other garbage media outlets are always so vague. Mm. It's it's almost impossible to to know if it's real or not. They're like, COVID, likely. Okay, yeah, like, well. I don't want to hear... <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about him until it's his death announcement. Don't your friendship with me for five minutes. Please, please. Yeah, that's... Uh, we need him dead. Yeah, it's like, what, what are you doing? How has Rose McGowan not infiltrated that prison and murdered him with her bare hands yet? That's what I need to know. His whole storyline has come to a complete conclusion. It's over... You should die, and then the Weinstein Company can make a turkey about your life with, like, Paul Giamatti as Weinstein. What's Bob Weinstein doing? I know we've discussed this before, but... Yeah, he he can't. He's so done. Is he in jail? I thought I remembered hearing him about, like, joining some other company and, like, producing some animated movies. But, yeah, he's so tainted, it's just, Can you even imagine, like... Your agent, pit, like you're the run, you run a production company, and like some one of your handlers or aides or whatever, your agent calls you up and says, "So Scott, hear me out before you make a judgment call yeah. here." But Bob Weinstein's on the other line, he's, and he before, wants, you get, before you get any ideas, yeah. he's the good one. He didn't do anything. He knew about all of it and didn't mm-hmm. tell anybody. But I mean, would you tell on your brother? I mean, he's got a lot of great ideas. Bros before hoes, classic. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let me get right in here. Put wow, here have a big beer. The party man. The party man's arrived. We got a lot of news this week. The, a lot uh, of news. News-heavy episode. Did you see the production on the upcoming Scream movie wrapped? Which uh, they're doing like my least favorite thing in movies right now, which is the new Scream movie, the fifth entry in the franchise, will simply be called Scream. They're doing, like, the Halloween thing. Like, we're just calling it Scream again. I have a reveal. What, you like it? What do you like about it? <laughs> it's clean. I don't, it's just, like, I, I don't know. There's something... 
It's actually not clean. It's messy because then when I, when you talk about it, you have to be like, oh, I'm talking about Scream 2020 instead of like 97. Like it makes talking about the movie annoying. Like, I guess from a strictly visual standpoint, the names of sequels are always so fucking clunky. Mm. I don't know. They could have just, what number were they on for? This would have been four. Yeah. And they've been going with a steady. It was just Scream 1, 2, 3, 4. Go with five. This could be five. Yeah. yeah. They should have just done Scream with the V under it. And I even saw a logo where the S in Scream was a five. I was like, just, that's something. I don't know. It re- really bugs me. Like, give a movie its own title. Nah, it's... I agree with you. And I thought they could have called it Stab. That would have been, like, fun. And I saw bad. that. with. Uh... Speaking of that whole universe, did you see that uh, Robert England is going to be on season four of Stranger Things? Oh. How weird is that? That sounds about right. That uh, I haven't seen him in anything in forever. I feel like they're pandering or something. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't that's, know. That's to all who. that show does. They're pandering to us. I feel like it's it's that show is basically all fan service. Well, yeah, it's like '80s rehashing. So they're like, let's get all the '80s people we can throw them in there. He's one of those guys that's so distracting. You always just look at him like, yep, that's Freddy Krueger. Mm. Like, he's always just playing himself or. Yeah, something. it's almost impossible to see anybody else when you look at Freddy Krueger. Or when you look at Robert England, you just see the face. I remember the first time I saw him in Freddy's New Nightmare or whatever, where he plays himself. Mm. That's the really meta one. That's Yeah, like, yeah. That's my favorite one. Ooh. What do you think of that? I haven't seen it in years. I remember it being a little clunky. It's not great. <laughs> it's like... Parsons is at home screaming at his phone listening to this. <laughs> what? Fuck you guys. Are you kidding me, buddy? I'll give him credit. It's a big swing. It's like a... A movie for people who haven't seen it, it like takes place in the real world and the actors from the nightmare movies play themselves. It's I don't know. Meta nonsense. Mm. Should give it a rewatch. Did you hear that Bobby Brown Jr. is dead? Oh. <laughs> I didn't even know that there was a Bobby Brown Jr. until you informed me that he had passed. Is this his cut? This is his father's song on our own from the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Oh, yeah. This is Bobby Brown. Have a great weekend out there, everybody. This is Ryan and Scott here at WNBC. Bobby Brown Jr., we'll be missing you. He did not die face down in a bathtub in a puddle of his own puke and piss. Mm, I was going to ask about that. Mm. There's actually, they're trying to float this as a COVID death, which is not real. Not real. That family (laughs) cracks me up. The Browns? The Houstons? I actually love this song. The Houstons. Houston Browns. Yeah. I guess he's not Whitney Houston's son. He's um, her stepson, I guess. Bobby had her from a previous relationship. Bobo. The woman he dated, I guess, 11 years prior to Whitney Houston. Something like that. This is the good part. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Wow. You can't see it, but I'm doing moves. Folks, we're in the Bobby Brown corner, just having a good time. The Bobby Brown Whitney Houston story is, to me, one of the funniest and saddest things all at once. <laughs> I like you said funniest first. It's, it's funnier than it is sad. Yeah, first things first. He beat but... the shit out of her, which is hilarious. <laughs> she was as extreme. You know me, I'm a big Houston head, yeah. as we call ourselves. She was an extremely talented songstress. And Houston, we have a cut. Cut. He's in. She notably died in a bathtub smoking crack cocaine. That is pretty notable. And 
that was after a Grammy party, I believe, at the Beverly Hilton. Hel- she was in a hotel bathtub. Must have been a hell of a party. That's hot. Yeah. And she passed out and died. And then, like, a year later, Bobby Christina, who is her daughter with, with Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. she died in a bathtub. I remember that. Amphetamines yeah. or whatever. The bathtub. The bathtub thing. So when I first read this headline, I was like, please be a bathtub. Please be a bathtub. And then they didn't. They said cause of death unknown. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> Give me that immediate autopsy. You're not even autopsy. Like, we found him like this. <laughs> but he's dead. And Bobby Brown has, I believe, that's two down, five to go, is what we're calling it. We yeah. need all those other kids dead before he is. You have that whole family in your crosshairs. Think of me as like Ben Affleck in The Accountant with Bobby Brown's family. Mm. Just waiting on a hill to (laughs) pew them away. Just poof, poof, poof. Powerful. I'm a Marine Army rogue sniper. You're a soldier. The, um... We were talking about this the other day. Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer to star in an ABC (laughs) sitcom that will premiere next year. (laughs) What a weird duo. (laughs) The worst duo of all time. Yeah, they like cancel each other out. They're both like famous for yelling at people on set and being uh, fucked up, curmudgeon. Falling off stages. (laughs) Put that coffee down. There he is. Glad to hear that. Folks, if you've never seen the video of Kelsey Grammer falling off stage while in the middle of like giving a speech at some sort of classy function, put that on the Twitter account. That's that's for everybody to see. I had another Alec Baldwin drop. Here it is. Your name's Levine. <laughs> that's such a me only. Like, does anyone even know what that is? But yeah, Kelsey's getting that work. He was in Money Plane, which we discussed last week on the program. God. And I heard rumblings that Frasier's coming back. I heard that too. I don't like know a if reboot that's or like a the just, thing. Okay, speaking of the reboot thing, Fresh Prince has two things coming up. One is a special on HBO Max, uh-huh. and the other is a show called Bel Air that's been already put through for two seasons of that Will Smith is producing but not starring in. Yeah, and okay. it's, they said it's going to be more of a drama than uh, Oof, the original. That's just what we don't need. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. But yeah, that HBO Max reunion special is up already. I watched like 10 minutes of it and then was just like, I don't... It's in your shots? Yeah. Good, it, good. It's too long. It's like, I don't care enough about Fresh Prince to like get all in here forever. Mm. Did you see that Michael B. Jordan got People's Sexiest Man Alive for wow. 2020? Wow. I thought one of us was going to take it at the I think that it was line. sort of between the three of us, and they said, rather than divide the turkey boys, we'll just give it to this black guy for optics. <laughs> yeah, just smart. like they did the last two years. This will be their third black in a row. Very smart of them. Is it the third? Who were the last two? Uh, I believe Idris Elba, and mm. now I'm drawing a blank. It's been three. And there's talk of it being Sterling K. Brown next year is the rumbling Remember, the internet. Remember when it was that country guy and everyone was like all appalled? <laughs> Blake Shelton? I think he got it. <laughs> he did. It's like, this is maybe the most average looking like, man I on guess earth. I'm sexy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a guy on earth. I guess I won. But yeah, good you can't for... say Blake Shelton and not let me hit you with my number one Blake Shelton song. Oof. I mean, I could. <laughs> but good for Michael B. He's, uh, he's really popping right now. I feel like he's got a lot of... A lot of flicks in the pipeline. You know what I love? I think Michael B. Jordan's fucking outstanding. So, cool. jokes aside, like, I'm psyched. Uh, 
I don't know why I'm invested in The Sexiest Man Alive, but for some reason, every year I get excited about if it's someone that I like. Yeah. Like when it was Adam Levine and people used to tell me I looked kind of like him, I was like, this is a nice, I like to hear this. Mm. And now it's Michael B. Jordan, who's someone I'm actually a fan of. But this song is, give this a second. I thought you were going to say someone I also look like. <laughs> you and Michael B. Funny. <laughs> I wish. I'm a self-hating white. Wow. I mean, aren't we all? Not when I'm ripping up to this type of music, driving around in my truck. <laughs> wow. I feel like we might be like entering the sports corner and listening to something like this. This is like a different corner. I feel like we did a corner with this, and I don't remember what it is. I don't know I've, if talked, I... I've played this song on air like seven times. I don't know if I love this corner. <laughs> it's like the racism corner. Nobody puts Scotty in the racism corner. Um, what else? What else? What Dan else? Dan Trachtenberg is set to direct a new Predator film for 20th Century See the guy? Fox. Oh, never. I'm thinking of Michelle Trachtenberg from Harriet the Spy. I wish. What a dummy. I wish she was directing this. Fun. He's the guy. We like him. He directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. That cool John Goodman. But not Cloverfield. Correct. Cool. With um, Goodman. Mary that, Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. Yeah. One of our gals. She is. She's and chesty. She is. We're actually not too much. Like, but in a good way. Yeah. But yeah, the they're giving Predator another go. I think uh, the seventh time will be the charm. <laughs> and they'll finally get it right. Ready? Let's do the shake. What, we're shaking? No, the, the Predator. Oh, the... <laughs> like, oh, I feel get like, well, the microphone up next to your hand. We'll mess up the mics if we do this. No, ready? Unless we go lefty. You son of a bitch. I'm There's Carl. somebody out there who appreciated that. You're Carl Weathers? All yeah. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say. How did you enjoy directing the latest episode of The Mandalorian? I did. I actually posted that on my Instagram, and I knew you hadn't watched it yet. And after I posted it, I was like, "Oh man, I just ruined it for hoops." And then I felt bad, and I was like, "Should I delete it?" Like, because I know the director reveal is always a big laugh. I didn't care at all. I loved the episode. It was a good one. I like that blue guy and like his whole like how he they like tried to get him to open the door and he couldn't do it and then like the Mandalorian went up 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 over the top. He that blue guy is played by Horatio Sands. Fun fact. Get the fuck out. That's who that is. Yeah. I knew it was somebody. He was like a sidecar from the first season they brought back. And yeah, Carl Weathers in front of and behind the camera. But uh, yeah, the Mandalorian this season's hot. I'm fucking loving that show. Like, mm, very good. Did you see that Disney Plus just passed 73 million subscribers? Ooh. Which fun. is, fun fact, seven, almost 70 million more than HBO Max. Which, granted, HBO Max is like six months behind, but still. All those Mulan heads getting I, on board. <laughs> I think it has to be. Speaking of deaths, uh, the MasterChef Junior contestant, Ben Watkins. Come on. <laughs> he was 14 years old, and he's died of cancer. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'll take that disc, man, and I'll ram it up your box. No, but Disney-wise, I saw they reported their first annual loss in over 40 years, which doesn't gel with all those subscribers that they well, have. The thing, it's I think it's a COVID-related loss because they've never been they've never been in a situation where the park the po- the parks <laughs> the parks were cl- mostly closed and not profitable. The Fenway packs. And I also think that they had to put so much money into programming and like how much the Mandalorian cost and like getting the streaming service off the ground. Yeah. And 
ESPN's tied to them and ESPN's a turkey now because yeah. there's so many other outlets for sports. And it's like, like Ryan's Sports Corner. It's like, good. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll, I'm sure the Disney Corporation will survive this. Oh, yeah, they've already predicted that they'll be f- far and away profitable by 2024. Mm. So they basically just have to sit on their hands for two years and be billionaires. Eh. Disney's doing just fine. And especially since they're lumped in now with ABC, Hulu, which has an outrageous amount of subscribers, they're they're fine. ESPN is really their only weak link because I don't know that how many. I don't really think like the generation past ours is still. You know how like guys our age will just sit around and watch Sports Center and yeah. take in all the ads, and that's I, where revenue comes from. I've actually heard from a lot of people that Sports Center isn't good anymore. Right, and, like they don't watch it. Something that's happened. What the Sportos are saying. Yeah. So I don't know where they're getting their uh, their recaps and their their highlights from the sports corner. That one yeah. hot item a week. <laughs> That's exactly where they're getting. That's yeah. all they need. I go to school and I wreck. Did you see that Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis split? I did. I also saw that they had been engaged for a decade. What, what woman on earth would have tolerated that long long of an engagement? They weren't well. married. No, engaged. Oh, interesting. I, I was I was just have... figure when people have kids that they must be married. Do they have kids? They have at least one. See, I didn't know that. That's for, wild. For the kids. Yeah, I think Ted Lasso is going to get dark in the wake of this. Did you attempt that? I did. It's bad. It's okay. What do you like about it? I mean, it's kind of charming. It's got like I don't love his southern accent, but oh. it had some fun sidecars where I was like, I could get into this, is but he I didn't really. A soccer coach? Yes, okay. he's. No, he's a football coach who gets sent to England to manage a football team where it's, in England, football is soccer. And it's like, okay. Okay. I don't like that. Yeah. But Olivia Wilde, she's one of our gals, too. I was always a fan she's of her. She's a gal. I like Olivia Munn better if mm. we're doing Olivia's. And on all Olivia's. Olivia Pope. I don't know her, but she's probably a babe, too, if I had to guess. She's who I think she is. Speaking of babes, Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul are... Oh, on... Olivia Pope's not a real person. Oh. <laughs> She's the woman from Scandal. They're on the set of uh, Riley Stern's new movie, Duel, which is about a terminally ill woman who commissions a clone of herself to ease the pain of her loss for her loved one. But when she unexpectedly recovers, she has to battle her clone to the death. Sounds kind of Tag fun. the clones. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is from Riley Stearns. He did The Art Who's of Self-Defense. Oh, thank you. Okay. Which is a good movie that's on Hulu right now, if you've never seen it. I think it's... I saw that in the theaters, and then I, I immediately pre-ordered it. Yeah. After see, I just... I, I watched it actually a week ago, or two weeks ago. It's really funny. He's got a really weird style. Weird. He's on, like, a fun wavelength. I got a good that feeling about That guy who plays this. Pollux Troy in Face Off as, like, the sensei. Yeah. Interesting movie. Alessandro Nevola. Good get. Good sidecar. But yeah, we'll look forward to that. I'm dreading this movie. I don't know if you saw this. Judd Apatow is set to direct an untitled comedy film for Netflix that will follow a group of actors stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a film. Fuck off. It is expected to have an all-star ensemble cast similar to Knives Out. So it'll be like Jay Baruchel talking to both of Judd Apatow's daughters, and then Seth Rogen will roar in. <laughs> and then fucking Jason Siegel will roar. Uh. Slap his dick around. And then <laughs> the, 
you know they're not getting out of there without uh, Danny McBride, and he's really mixing it up. By the time this comes out, no one's gonna want to hear pandemic jokes, or like I watch al- people. I already don't. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing funny about the fact that everything is inconvenient. Yeah, and it's just gonna be all them. This is like an excuse for a movie. They can, I can see why they want to do it. They're like, oh, well, we'll play ourselves, just like be meta, wacky. We'll riff it out. It'll be like. One of those DVD extras on his old things, like the Linorama. It'll be nothing. <laughs> Do you know the girl Charlie D'Amelio, the TikTok girl? I've heard that name. She's like the biggest person on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram right now. Oh. She's like some 17-year-old, like dancing. I, I, her videos are awful, but she's a good dancer. And for whatever reason, she went like insanely viral on TikTok and has... I want to say almost 100 million followers on Instagram. Wow. And she did this like, I guess had like a a dinner at her house the other day. And there was a private chef there and like James Charles, who's another Instagram celebrity. And then her sister, who's another one, Dixie D'Amelio. And long story short, I guess she was being an asshole and like just rude and like impolite to the chef. And then like it turned into her getting like, quote unquote, canceled by all of her Instagram followers and like over a million people unfollowed her and like the comments were so full of hatred that she posted this video in tears and like is threatening to leave the platform and it was like what a tragedy it was literally (laughs) on every entertainment blog news outlet page six TMZ like all over Facebook Instagram I was just like why is this a story yeah like this girl lost one percent of her followers yeah that sounds like nothing that's like but she made a huge deal out of it and I honestly feel like at this point some of that kind of stuff is orchestrated and on purpose yeah I don't even know what's going on over there I need to know when the the TikTok bubble is going to burst like I already thought that we were losing it because Trump and that whole how he you know yeah he forced them to shutting it down that was all just talk I guess yeah it does seem to be lingering it's still like you still see people posting TikToks on other things it's very much still around there hasn't been a big thing like that ocean spray guy in a couple weeks. He was a big thing for some reason. Oh, the he just bought a house. I saw the news of that. In He bought a $330,000 house in all cash. I mean, he deserves it. I he, shouldn't know that. He did ride a longboard while drinking ocean spray and listening to his song, so he earned yeah, it. I Yeah, I hope that he didn't pay any of his taxes and they seized the house. That's <laughs> the goal. I hope he just took all of the money that he got from probably Cameo and TikTok ads mm. and just spent it on the house and then they're going to take it. COVID-19 is a scam. Do you want to tell the fans about your new tattoo? Uh, I should probably cue the music up. I totally forgot about that. I mean, the fans know Ang's a tattoo guy. Big, big tattoo on my leg. Mm. Uh, courtesy of Jimmy. Jimmy Snaz on Instagram. Jimmy! He's opening his own... Uh, he's actually Lucy's ex-boyfriend, which was... I thought that would be kind of funny for us to, like, hang out and get a tattoo. But also, he's, like, super, super talented. Mm. And it's... It, I must admit, not to... If any of my other tattoo artists happen to be listening to this, <laughs> it's a tattoo of Tom Cruise from the movie Risky Business. Mm. And you can't see it, but I'm actually sliding across the floor of my apartment in my undies with shades on. Yeah. And he's got a CI in his mouth. This is a sizable tattoo. This is like a... Yeah, you want to see it in yeah. real life? Yeah, let me see it live. Does it still hurt? Yes, it does. Wow. 
That is a, a well done tattoo. Right? Yeah. It looks just like the photograph. Yeah, that's like so a. So tap Jimmy Snaz on Instagram, giving him a plug because I'm a swell guy. Yeah. When you get a tattoo of a person, if it's not like perfect, it's like fucked up. And yeah, it's a it's a dice roll. Yeah, you don't want anyone being like, what is that or who is that? Like, that's I like unmistakably the, Tom yeah. Cruise. On my thigh, I got the Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. And it's faded a little bit, and with yeah. my leg hair. Like, you can tell that it's Marcellus, but it's not as glaring because it's Marcellus. I mean, like, most people aren't... Bing Rames is not as much of a household name as Tom Cruise, despite the fact that they were in Mission Impossible together. I was just going to say, you have two Mission Impossible stars I, tattooed on you. Are you going to get the rest of the IMF? Simon Pegg and uh, that babe? And what's his face? Like, Matthew Bomber? Yeah. I got out of the shower the other day, and I noticed both of them, and I was like, I have Mission Impossible cast on my thighs. <laughs> That's dope. But, um... Yeah, it. I don't know. It a well done tattoo of a por- a well done portrait tattoo is something special. I think, and yeah. I'm definitely gonna. I'm now. I'm thinking about what others I want to do. My mm. next one is Jack Nicholson holding the, the playing card in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when it's he has the naked lady cards and he holds one up and he goes, "I wonder where she lives." Oh, that's cool. That, I have a picture of it on the wall yeah. above my bed. Actually, that that's a big you movie. That's like a top five and classic. Yeah, it is. That, I watch uh, that like once a month. Where are you going to get that one? On my leg as well. Ooh. On the other side. Same spot, other leg. Yeah, like your legs are like movie riddled. Is that sort a theme? Is that... Um, I'm into it. Well, I get, yeah, I have the Simpsons one on the lower. Simpsons mm. did it. Mm. Mm. Oh, me. No, but cruise-wise, before cruise. I forget, I never heard this before. Did you know... Tarantino wanted him for the Brad Pitt role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, like, it was going to be him until at the last second, like, something changed and he had to... I didn't know that. That would have been so awesome. Uh, that's at Sophie's Choice. I know. Cause those like, are, like, my two guys. Those are two of my top guys. Yeah, and Brad Pitt's great in it. Like, won the Oscar, the whole deal. But imagining Tom Cruise in it, it's like a whole different movie and it's cool. And it's still great, yeah. I love a good what if like that. Casting what ifs, the, the rewatchables category is awesome. That's yeah. probably their best category. And also Tarantino-wise, if I could take you down to the book corner for a hot minute. Oh boy. He announced he has signed a two-book deal with HarperCollins, the first being a novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting. I guess he has like a bunch more stuff that he didn't get to film or that got deleted, and he's going to put it in a novel. And another is a nonfiction book called Cinema Speculation, a deep dive into 70s and 80s cinema. Oh. Sounds kind of interesting. I will read both of those if he wrote them. Yeah. Future book corner content. Mm. And also I saw in Michael J. Fox has a new book, and he revealed that uh, he... It was weird. He was like, I may have to quit acting. It's like, I can't remember the last time I saw you in anything. In, ugh, in anything. <laughs> like, I've, the only... Th- projects that i can remember him in in the last decade are i guess curb your enthusiasm a couple of commercials yeah he does like popeyes yeah he presented as like i'm gonna have to stop acting it's like didn't you already he's, he's doing uh ooh, excuse me he's doing the new um what's his face Lil nas x video yes did you make that joke about how Lil nas x is like single-handedly revolving old white men's careers reviving rather no, but I like it. It made me laugh because, like, <laughs> yeah. he did, the, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus and now Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 
Lil Nas X hanging on, mm. remaining somewhat relevant. Somehow. I hate that Old Town Road song. I oh, never yeah. liked it. Never. Nope. Not for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it finally got like retired because something like that is just can't go on for too long. Did you see that uh, enemy of the show, Donnie Wahlberg, left a $2,020 tip at a restaurant down in Plymouth, Massachusetts? How you doing? Hey, my brother leaves big tips. And I beat up Asians. <laughs> Wait, a two grand tip? 2020 to mark the year. It's oh. like a tradition that they have, I guess. Oh, that's fun. How fun would that be if you worked there? That would be the dream. I mean, good for Donnie being a good guy, throwing that Wahlburger. Is he your favorite Wahlburg? No, I'm a big fan of Paul, the chef who works at uh, the Hingham Wahlburgers location. He's my guy. I actually have met him on numerous occasions because my mom lives there, and he's, of the three of them, he's the only one that is not famous, and he's the most accessible, yeah. so obviously he's around. He's like a Hingham guy, and he's actually he does actually seem like a really nice guy. And Almanove is actually a good restaurant, so I will give it to him, but Mark, I'm still coming for you. A sneaker store that I really like in Boston posted a video of a pair of shoes that they did that was like a collaboration with Nike they were really hard to get mm. and they just sent a pair to Mark Wahlberg and then he did like an unboxing and they shared the video and it made me really angry like there was two pronged like mm. A I wanted those shoes and couldn't get them mm. B Mark Wahlberg sucks and he got them and, and then, then like so I, I immediately DM'd them and said did he happen to blind another Asian man in those shoes and then I was talking with a friend of the show Rian and he was like we go in there all the time, man. Just unsend that message. Like, he's like, I've DM'd back and forth with them before. It's just some low-level intern. Mm. <laughs> he's like, what do you want to get yourself banned from the store? Like, what's the goal here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I don't. it's not really the hill I want to die on. You sneaking in some shock jockery? I just got so upset. I was just like, fuck! Yeah. I want those shoes! No, you want those shoes. <laughs> close, close enough. It's, it was good. Walbert. We had a good one the other day. Speaking of Wahlberg, Kevin Dillon, who starred in uh, the Mark Wahlberg True Story Entourage, is starring as Jack Warner in the Dennis Quaid Reagan biopic, which I guess is happening. Dennis Quaid's playing Reagan, and Kevin Dillon's getting some good sidecar work. Baby bro. Hey, bro. He needed this. I don't think I've seen him in anything since that... Like, CBS show, How to Be a Gentleman, which no one on Earth besides Ooh. you watched. I watched every episode <laughs> of oh, that show. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I honestly don't know how. He's a... Uh, I'm a big... I would say I'm a, I'm a KD head. That's probably just because you met him. A Dylanite. I met him and he was a nice guy, so I'm in. But I'm, I'm more of a Matt Dillon guy. They're brothers, right? They are, yeah. Okay. Kevin is the older one. Oh. And I forgot to add the Entourage theme to my queue. That would have oh, been funnier yeah. if it had been more timely. Yes, in classic fashion, when we move on to something else, it'll roar in. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you produce. Woo! Ooh, hit that woo. Remember when we used to open to the Entourage theme? The real turkey heads will remember. <laughs> yeah. Only real heads remember this. My mind has been enabled. I actually think us just taking the Entourage theme and opening our podcast to it is really funny. Yeah. I don't, Powerful. I'm going to go on the limb and say no one has done that before. What do you think? <laughs> sure. Sounds uh, foolproof. 
What else do we have? Uh, the Baby bro. The box office. Let's talk... Uh, that, that That's a thing still? That Vince Vaughn movie, Freaky, debuted at the top of the U.S. box office with an opening weekend gross of $4 million. <laughs> Big money coming in. <laughs> what was the budget? Theaters are still popping off. Vince probably got paid over that. Well, yeah, it's tough to even gauge, like... Theaters, only a handful of theaters are even open, and they have, like, limited times. I was thinking about seeing this, but the only theater open around me has two showings a day at, like, four and seven. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's a whole kajit. You don't want to go solo to a 7 p.m. showing? No. Which theater? Are you talking Braintree? Braintree's the only one near me that's open anymore. There's a couple Jesus. in town that's uh, that are open, but, yeah, it's... It's slim pickings. I've, I've only been to see Tenet in the theater. Same. And I, I saw it at the Lux Chestnut Hill Theater. Mm. And it was super weird, man. It was like a buzzkill. It yeah. just reminded me like how fucked up the world is. And like yeah. I, I try to avoid doing things. A, it's like an unnecessary risk. Mm. Like I didn't have to do that. No. And B, I didn't even really want to see it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and B... You did it for the heads. Uh, yes. And I didn't. I don't want to go... To a movie and not be able to get food and not be able to get a drink and mm. not be able to do it the way that I want to do it. Yeah. Which is like no mask. I don't need you know what the thing about it sitting down in an empty theater during coronavirus, it's depressing because it's just a reminder. Like this is the biggest supposed to be the biggest movie of the year, and there's just nobody here. Mm. And it's opening weekend. I forgot all that and tried to get into the movie, but the movie was just kind of boring. <laughs> I really hated it, yeah. Yeah. And we covered it, but... Um, Theaters will be back. We'll be back at some point, folks. Oh, back to Vince Vaughn while we're... Actually, while we're talking about him. Ba, ba, ba. He went viral or whatever again. That, the video of him shaking hands with Trump at some football game. Yeah, I don't then, know why that went viral again. It's like, I remember when this happened and people made a big deal. Why is this back? And then he had to... He was like... Talk about Hollywood. He got boxed into a corner and was forced to comment on it. And he was kind of just like, I identify as a libertarian. I did not vote for Donald Trump. And like, he was basically forced into talking about politics. It's just like, well, what if he did vote for Donald Trump? Yeah. Maybe he's just a dummy. And like, we forget about that and we watch his movies because who cares? People put so much into like actors' politics. It's like, who cares? That's not what I need them for. Yeah. I love people who don't even like bring it up ever. And also, in that vein, Kurt Russell, did you see, like, came out and was like, like, no one should talk about politics because uh, it takes people out of the mood, like, it hinders people from buying you as uh, whatever whatever character you're right. trying to portray. It's funny that Kurt Russell is the, is the, the guy to make a comment, too. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, like the guy who's been the same in every movie he's ever been in. <laughs> Like, yep, I'm the cool guy. It's me, Kurt Russell. Uh, he has a movie in my shots this week. It's Ooh. a little teaser. Yeah, he's never, like, disappearing into the work. No. It's like, but it's a good point. It's fair. Yeah. Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber's manager, finally sold uh, Taylor Swift's uh, master recordings for $300 million. This has been, like, a, got a back-and-forth battle over the last few years, and I guess... Mm. they finally worn him down. I don't know if she bought them back or if her record company or what, but it just seems silly that he would own them. I feel like that becomes a thing with when artists gets to a point of popularity where 
Yeah, they they have a big battle over the rights to their. Yeah. That becomes like their thing. I don't know how it all happened gets, with like the Beatles and Prince. Yeah, and, Michael Jackson, just like anyone of note. It's like, yep, yeah, let's have a big old fight over those rights, like forever. That'll be your your career now. I feel like if I were a really talented anything, I would want to have. <laughs> I would want. I would want to have some sort of ownership of my stuff. Hmm. And, like, that would be the first thing I would think of, right? Like, I don't feel like, like, what, didn't the Beatles, or didn't John, uh, Michael Jackson, rather, own all the Beatles songs? Yeah. And then he got poor at the end of his life and he had to sell them back? I think so. Something like that? Yeah. Why the fuck did he have the access to do that? Yeah, not their children and not their families. Yeah, it's very silly. I don't know how all that works. To me, that feel, that's like about, like, if, like, your parents were going to die and they were just like, we're just going to give our house to some rich guy for nothing. What do you think? Like a couple of bucks and like, I don't know. I guess it's all money. But Speaking of money, the WWE will be partnering with Netflix on a multi-part documentary on Vince McMahon. Say it'll be one of the highest budgeted docs in Netflix history. The this is something I'll watch, but the fact that WWE is involved, it'll probably be like a puff piece that makes him look good. And you want to see the gritty expose, like, I've heard through the years that Vince is like a lunatic, and everybody hates him, and I want to see a doc where people, like, reveal what a fucked up asshole idiot he is. Yeah, I agree. It wouldn't, doesn't seem like a a, a nice, glowing review of him as a man would be that interesting. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe it'll be gritty. Who knows? The fact that WWE is producing, I just imagine... I don't have high hopes for anything that's produced by the company that the person owns. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, silly. Like, have someone else make it. Just take a stand. And Spike Lee will write and direct a musical inspired by the true events surrounding the discovery of Viagra. What do you think of this picture? That does not really sound like a Spike Lee joint. Yeah. At all. How is he going to make that racially charged, I wonder? <laughs> my my joke was going to be, where are all the blacks? <laughs> Do black guys have trouble getting boners? Black black listeners, call in or yes, email please. us at enoughthepodcast at gmail. Please. But yeah, that'll be the next Spike Lee joint, I guess. The. Uh, I enjoyed uh, 50 Bloods. Yeah, I like the five, five Bloods. The Five Bloods. That was one of his better movies. I think a lot of his stuff's kind of snoozy, but that was like It was a, well done. It was interesting. I just really like Delroy Lindo. I think he's awesome. And I, I think that there's going to be some Oscars for the Five Bloods. Mm. I don't like saying duh. It embarrasses me. So I'll call it the Five Bloods. Classy. I like it. Um, yeah, maybe a, a posthumous Oscar for uh, Chadwick. I could see something like that happening. Even I, though, I get why they would do that, but that sucks. Like if I were up against, oh, I lost to a fucking dead guy. Mm. <laughs> they should give it to Delroy if anything. He was better in that than Chadwick. He was like right. And, he crushed that movie. Him as like a black Trump supporter, just that weird conflict. Yeah, and he had a lot to work with. He's normally like the sidecar, and he's kind of like the lead of that movie. It was like yeah. a big moment for him. Um, and speaking of black people, Lil Wayne charged by the feds for possession of firearms. I have that news too. That's funny. You wrote that down. And ammo. I thought you might have this. Yeah, he screamed could face, TMZ. He could face ten years in prison. This is not mm. his first rodeo. Basically, he's a felon. Oh, hey man. From previous charges, he's not supposed to have a firearm. They caught him with a firearm. Mm. Come on, Lil. What are you doing? 
But as far as people like rolling, riding dirty, is that riding with a gun or is that riding with drugs? Riding dirty, I believe, <laughs> is drugs. Okay. Well, he's probably riding dirty in every fashion. But it almost makes sense for him to have a gun. Like, he's a popular rapper, like, rap beef-wise. You don't want to be the next Biggie. Right. Or There's Tupac. been a few of them in the last few weeks. Most of them pretty no-name guys, but Boozy to Badass is fairly notable right now. Mm. He got shot in the leg, and he's having complications, which may require them to amputate the leg. Yeah, see, beefs are still happening. This is very people... much so. That's a very much a reality right now. Guns are still being fired. Can you imagine there? getting shot? Like it's something like not even natural in life. You get shot in the fucking leg over nothing, yeah. probably. In the name of rap music. Oh, in the name <laughs> of of silly, like fake insults that you said on SoundCloud, and now yeah. you're gonna they're gonna monty your leg off. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, they maybe Trump will pardon Lil Wayne. They're buddies, and they had that big picture. They are a few buddies. Weeks ago. They are buddies. So he'll probably sneak in there. Buddy, buddy, pardoned. What else do we have? Conan O'Brien will end his TBS late night show in June 2021, and he will then start a new weekly variety show on HBO Max. So... It's like the best show ever! He'll stop doing his TBS show that nobody watches and start doing an HBO Max show that maybe people will watch? Hmm. I was laughing about the idea of Jay Leno preempting him on this new show that he starts. Like, oh, a reboot of the Jay Leno show is, uh... (laughs) On right before this, even though it's streaming, it doesn't really work, but I'm still having fun with it. I, as much as I don't even hate any of those guys, like I don't like Leno. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't like Letterman of the three of them is probably my favorite, but the whole like late night wars, the fact that like it was a book and a documentary and all that, I can't wait for all three of them to be gone yeah. and not be on TV anymore. Like enough. Yeah, it's not really like a, a thing anymore. Like no one watches any of the late night shows, they're enough. all worthless. They're Somehow, all. The Dave, same. The, my next guest with David Letterman on Netflix, which I've watched every episode of, like a putz. Hmm. He gets like pretty yeah. big stars, like Kim Kardashian, Kanye, um, Robert Downey Jr., Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like he's got a big cast of people, and it's like he's yeah, he's still David Letterman, but he's not David Letterman anymore. Like yeah. it's over. Yeah, like no one talks about his new Netflix show besides us, like nope. at all. <laughs> They're like, no, I'd rather watch Jimmy Fallon like play ping pong over Zoom with fucking Blake Lively or something. Did you see the latest Jimmy Fallon? He's doing like a photo. He did like something with like he interviewed, interviewed Sean Mendez. Oh. Or not Sean Mendez. Who's the other one? Uh, Harry Styles. Mm. And they had that like puffy shirt on and they were both wearing it. Like, yeah. oh, isn't yeah. this cute and quirky? We're fun. Seth Meyers, get them all out of here. None of them are funny. Yeah. When do you think Colin Jost is going to get a late night show? Uh, that's the he'll definitely get one. You can see the trajectory. He'll be hosting like the late late show in like twenty twenty six. Five years from now, sick. Colin Jost will have a re, will have a late night show. Ugh, Buckle fuck. up, folks, for that's, some smarmy, smiley political yarns. That's such a reality. I feel sick to my stomach imagining it. Hulu was playing automatic stuff after like I had something on and then it kept going, mm. and. That some SNL weekend update thing with Colin Jost was playing in the background. And even on mute, when I was doing something else, I caught his face a few times out of the corner of my eye and it made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi, it's me. No, and I'm more off putting. Speaking of Hulu, did you see they renewed Woke for season two? Never watched one episode of season one, so good Wait, for them. Didn't we? I thought we watched that. I know I watched it. 
Didn't Did you I watch, watch Woke? <laughs> didn't you watch all of it? I thought. No, we... no, no. Who's in it again? Remind me. The guy from New Girl. He's oh the main God, guy. I watched, He's a, I watched all of it. Yeah, right. I was God gonna say it. we did a whole thing about this. <laughs> You're right. It, I actually liked that show. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's what? a show. Like I liked it. I didn't love it. Like if it didn't come back, I wouldn't care. But I'll keep watching it. I'll watch season two. What's the kid from New Girl's name? I'm never gonna get it. Like Bokeem Woodbine or something. <laughs> I can't remember. No, Lamar Morris or something like that. Nope. I th- feel like one of those names is involved in his name. A Lamar or a Morris? It is Lamorne Morris. Ooh, close. Lamorne. I never would have had that. But yeah, he's, you know, it's a show. It's fine. It exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. I'll watch it again. Yeah. It's got some good sidecars. Blake from Workaholics. I like him. Blake Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Some other people. <laughs> Speaking of which, they have a hot pod I've been enjoying. I don't know if you've heard that. I got a kick out of that, like, Death Row Records parody they do for the cover. That made me laugh. Yeah. It's uh, the three workaholics guy and that guy, Kyle Newichek, who used to direct all their episodes. I was going to say, he was a writer, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're a good team. Funny podcast. It's called uh, This Is Important. And, oh, my word. We're in the corner. Before I forget, men, let's, uh crawl on our hands and knees over to the sports corner ryan's sports corner that is oh, shit. hey men good evening <laughs> let's hope you all have a big boner get that out <laughs> achieve boner step clay one step thompson, two take it out football player clay thompson from the golden state warriors had a season-ending Achilles tear the other day so wow. he will not be playing for the remainder of the season Wow. So stay tuned to Ryan's Sports Corner next week for more updates, more news, sports, all that manly stuff. Do a project at Home Depot. I don't think so, Tim. (laughs) Fuck, I'm in a home improvement vortex. I need to get out. Uh, I'm a guy's guy. (laughs) We're guys guys here at the program. (laughs) I mean, they're still filming that Adam McKay movie in Boston. Have you ever ran into any of these celebs out and about? Totally forgot to mention it. I figured I would bring up that kid from MasterChef Junior dying of cancer at 14 before I mentioned the fact that oh. Jennifer Lawrence and I actually shared a uh, lunch the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. Where'd you guys go? We talked about joy the entire time. <laughs> we were at the Bristol Lounge in the Four Seasons. It was lovely. Ooh. She paid, of course. I told her that I am... A homosexual and not interested in her advances. Okay. And that was the boundary that I set to keep her off of me. Yeah. And she had no further questions after that. Nope. <laughs> that was it. She looked at the bleached hair and was immediately in complete agreement with my statement. Yeah, that, that cast is star-studded. I mean, Leo? If you saw Leo bopping around the bean, or Jonah Hill, a lot of your guys in here. That's Himish guys, Patel. Yeah. Himesh Patel is is definitely Monty's guy. Monty is a friend of the show, fan, huge fan of the movie from uh, Danny Boyle yesterday, starring Himesh Patel, which is actually a really, really, really good movie that we endorse here at the program. We love it. I can't vouch for that. It's a hot turkey. It's one of Scott's favorites. It's actually one of the most puzzling, fucked up movies I've ever seen. (laughs) 
But the main thing about yesterday that drives me nuts is it's like his conscience kicks in about the fact that he stole the Beatles songs, even though the Beatles only exist in his own mind. Yeah. Couldn't you just rationalize that as like, if I'm the only one that knows they exist, I invented them. It doesn't matter. Collect the money. It's a movie thing. He needs to show he has a heart of gold and like change as a character and things that happen in movies. If I had that impulse, I'd probably lie more and figure out a way (laughs) to get even more money through being deceptive. He's back. And also, I should have brought this up earlier. This is like the big news of the week. They announced uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be released on HBO Max on on Christmas Day and in select theaters, whichever ones are open. As we discussed, there's only a smattering that are. Are we excited about that movie? No, but I think it's big. It's big just like movie-wise. Right. It's big news. We predicted this. Yeah, like an enormous movie that they spent like over $200 million making is just getting dumped onto a streaming service without, you know, it's coming to theaters, but I didn't think this would ever happen. Like, I probably said in several episodes, like, they'll never just like put it on this or that, but... I think we were coming around on the idea of it. I'm going to say that we called this. This was us. I'm in. This We were the ones who probably put this deal in motion. Yes. I think Michael Eisner is sitting down right now listening to this with Bob Iger and mm. just fully nude, covered in oil. Wow. Just n- nothing gay happening, just just nude. Yeah, just that. But I, I'll watch it. It's uh, Yeah, whatever. I, I actually think it looks better than the original. It's uh, Chris Pine's back for some reason, even though he died in the first one. Ooh. It's fine. It'll probably be like a workish Will Gal Gadot be singing in this at all? Or? <laughs> yeah. It starts with her singing Imagine right into the camera, poignantly, powerfully. She's such a babe. She can like get away with doing anything. Big fan of her work. But yeah, we'll watch that. It's, you know, that'll be a featured review. Christmas Day release. It's something to watch. We're doing a pod on Christmas Eve. Kid. And yeah, I like... I'm tired of things getting delayed. Like, just put them all out. Give me everything. Who cares? Give me the fucking Book of Saw for crying out loud. I'm dying over here. (laughs) I feel like HBO Max getting it right around time of Christmas or right around Christmas time is a good idea in terms of those HBO Max stocking stuffer subscriptions. Yeah, and it's going to bring a lot of people to that because they've said they're not creating the splash that they thought they would like Netflix they have 8 million or Hulu subscribers was. since May that's nothing yeah Disney Plus is even wrangling people over there they're like okay we need to let's make a power play you know what it is I, HBO is obviously Warner Media which was Time Warner and they're a trillion dollar company yeah. all in with, with everything they've got under their umbrella so it's like they're gonna figure it out yeah. they'll be competing with Netflix Amazon the thing that pisses me off about the streaming giants, and I actually had this discussion with friend of the show Trey the other day, like the, Netflix is always number one just because they did it first. Hmm. It's yeah. they'll get toppled eventually, but not hasn't happened yet. They're like the one when you think of streamings because yes. yeah, they were the first, and then it's Amazon, pretty much. I looked this up. Yeah, they're they're climbing. They have a yeah. lot of hot stuff that people want to get their eyes on. It's not fair, though, because it's based on the fact that they have more money than anybody else. It's all money-based. Yeah, that's... Yes. And it's like, people aren't... Nobody... If Amazon Prime was a separate subscription service, nobody on the fucking planet would have it. Yeah. The, the UI is terrible. 
The content is mediocre. Mm. The original programming is an embarrassment that only dads watch. Bosh. Dad, I'm looking at you with your Bosch. <laughs> Bosch, I was going to say. Um, like, stinky Pete or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky Pete. And that Billy Bob Thornton show. That, Goliath. Like, yes. That like doesn't even exist unless you're over 45. Yeah. Big Ank is, I hope he's, he's down in Florida just cruising around in the Bentley with the top down laughing his ass off as we ridicule all of his, his go-to shows. If he, he recommended in. Goliath to me, I think three or four times. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And I watched the first episode. It's like, whoa, Billy Bob Thornton's a deadbeat, but he's got a heart of gold. And yeah. then, like, you kind of got to figure like, okay, it's, this is just like the bad news bears Ooh. with Hill street blues, but bad. Hmm. Yeah, the funniest thing about Amazon, like being like, oh, like they're climbing in the charts. It's like they should be. They're it, Amazon. It's uh, the richest guy on Earth's streaming platform. Like they, they should have it figured out. <laughs> they should be able to get some fucking eyes on their stuff. Well, the annoying part is Trey actually works for Amazon now. And oh, we were true? chatting about yeah, we were wow. chatting about this, yeah. and essentially they they. They must know, this is our theory at least, they hmm. must know how bad the user interface is for the programming. On When you're trying to watch something on Prime and you're, you have to scroll to the side, it's, and it just looks old, it moves really clunkily. Exactly. It's like a generation behind. Every time yes. I open them, I'm like, this is, I feel like I'm opening Tubi or like something, some sort of like <laughs> shockwave program on my computer. It's very bad. It, it almost operates like a Sega CD game from 1999. Yeah. It's like ter- a- it's terrible. Yeah. And they know that and could fix. Mm. Like the Amazon app is great, the Amazon website is great. Yep. Their grocery store, they when they bought our Whole Foods, they, that was a pretty seamless transition. Like mm. let's why don't we go ahead and figure out the TV streaming platform because it does matter. And it's like you can't just coast on the fact that you're Amazon forever. Yeah. I actually noticed Hulu spruced up their whole setup recently. Have looks you seen better. that? Yeah. Looks a lot better. It's like crisper, a little cleaner, makes I don't a little love more it, sense. But it's better. Agreed, yeah. It could always be a little better. Of all the the user interfaces, not to keep saying user interface over and over again, I like the HBO Max one the best. Yeah, that one It's crisp and seamless. It has good Or Disney Plus. This like doesn't matter at all, but like it has a noise when you like click through stuff that's kind of pleasing. Yeah, it's like a nice little noise, which you wouldn't think matters, but it, I don't know. It makes like scrolling through stuff slightly more enjoyable. But yes, what else we got here? Oh my god, this is like the most fucked up thing <clears throat> I've ever seen. You know the Masked Singer, which uh, is like one of the most popular shows on TV for the some Nick fucked Cannon up reason. The Nick Cannon show, yeah. Yes, one of the two shows on TV hosted by Ken Jeong currently. That show is getting a spinoff called The Masked Dancer. <laughs> Which is a new show that will be hosted by Craig Robinson. Oh, come on. Who is not one of our guys. He's not funny. Don't care for his work. I can see why he would host a show of this nature. <laughs> He is the not funny version of Patrice O'Neill. Wow. And I wish I could trade their lives. Wow, that's like the most accurate thing I've ever heard. And they both played uh, warehouse workers on the U.S. office. And he just like sucked 
the soul out of Patrice and then Patrice died and Craig Robinson lives on making bad movies about the devil with Anna Kendrick and yeah. like <laughs> sucking the life out of everything. Yeah, he's one of those guys, he pops up and stuff and like, <clears throat> I feel like I should be impressed. It's like, people are like, ooh, Craig Robinson is in this. It's like, he's just like some dude. Some dullard who isn't funny. Yeah, like he... I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he sucks. Let's be honest. That's probably the thing, like, He's part of Seth Rogen's crew, kind of. Like, they put him in This is the End, and he's the weakest part of that movie by Miles. I don't know. He's just... I don't think he has the stuff. That movie should have had about 90 more minutes of Michael Sarah and Ooh. 60 minutes less of Craig Robinson. Yeah. That's completely fair. But yeah, the fucking masked dancer. Like, we're going to keep going doing masked stuff. Like, this is... It's embarrassing for TV at large and... Yeah, I've, I've had it with the masks. I'm wearing a mask all day. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't need a show with them. Yeah, like, aren't we tired I, of good. masks? How about like... we go no mask the show yeah. where you can breathe normally again and you won't have fucking death crawling down your lungs to kill you and your family. The unmasked dancer. Fuck. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. How about we do, like, a bunch of guys in MAGA hats talking about how they're not going to wear a mask on the show? Ooh. Now I'm in. Green light. Nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. And I saw on Instagram, he threw out a beacon. If he could fight any celebrity, who would it be? Did you get any fun reactions to that? One person said Alex Jones, which I said, how dare you? That's a fun fight. Another person said Bieber. Another, I also said, how dare you? And then the third person <laughs> said they would like to bitch slap Donald Trump, which I could get. I can get behind that. That would be a good fight. I feel like anyone could beat up Trump. He, he couldn't fight. He wouldn't know what he's doing. He's no. just like a fat guy. He's big, though. That's that would be true. his only advantage. He's big. He's sizable. He's, he's like 6'3". He's got yeah. a lot of weight. He could throw it around. It, he'd be easy to beat up, though, just because he'd get tired. I'd fuck. I'd give him like a clothesline. Fuck or some, him up. I'd do some sort of cool like leg kick move that would just wow the crowd. And then friend of the show Liam Feldstein actually chimed in with. He said Ooh. he would fight John Lennon, a la Fight Club, which I said good catch. Oh wow, that's good. Because that's where I was. That's why I put it up. I wanted to see if anyone would catch it. I figured you would, to be honest. I didn't somehow. Fuck. I'd fight William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that to be my celebrity, if I could fight anybody, might be Colin Jost mm. in front of his wife. Ooh, yeah. I'd want her <laughs> ringside. <laughs> Only no gloves. I don't want gloves involved. Yeah. I don't know who mine would be. You know, I don't think I want to fight anybody. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm too chill for that. I like that. that. You're too chill. Yeah. I get it. I do. Um, Did you see that, uh, speaking of like streaming stuff, trying to like pick up hot new releases, they announced coming to America... The sequel to Coming to America. The Kenya Barris one? Yes. Okay. And the two is a the number two. I like that. So that's what they're doing title-wise. See, that's a good title. Yes. Where it's the same, but they got the two in there. It's not the Scream 5 thing. That will release on Amazon Prime on March 5th. So that movie has found its home there. I guess that there was like a bidding war. I don't know the whole deal, but... Kenya Barris is like in Fat City right now. With that CBS deal just getting inked. He's probably got some Netflix residuals off of Black as Fuck. He's on Doe Island. (sighs) I can't even imagine. He's, I mean, he's hysterical. He's like the guy now, though. He's like an actually funny Tyler Perry. So I'm into him like becoming the guy. I would like to see him completely usurp Tyler Perry's career, just sort of eclipse everything he's ever done. Thank you. Tyler Perry is a dud monster, and he's good (laughs) in Gone Girl as an actor, and that's it. I couldn't agree with that more. 
That's exactly my take on Kenny Barris is legitimately hilarious, and I don't like um, what's we call it, uh, fucking blackish. This is or grownish or whatever the the watered down ABC versions. But I do think that he's a very funny guy, and I'm curious as to what he's going to do next. And I'm also curious as to what he'll what he'll do with Eddie Murphy. Well, we talked a few weeks ago. He's he announced he's the guy doing that Richard Pryor biopic. We right. don't know. We don't know who's playing prior yet, but he's like writing, directing. I'm still Don, John David Washington. I'm hanging in. I'm that's, really hoping that that's who it is. That's good casting. I like. There's it. no way he's not in the room for the, at least the talk in the talks for it. Yeah. Like they're gonna give him an audition. Hmm. I doubt he auditions. You think he's already beyond auditioning at this point? Uh, he has headlined feature films. That's probably fair. Yeah. He's I would a, say Black Klansman, Tenet. Tenet. Ballers is not really anything, but Ballers? being Denzel Washington's son alone is a lot of gravitas. Bollywood. Ballers based. Fuck you, Bob. I have fucking AIDS. You got any more news? That's it for me. Let's. Can we do some shots? I'd love that if we could talk shots. Why don't you hit me with your best shots? I would love to. I shut the Takashi 69 doc on Hulu. Will I shut that or do you think I need it? You might like it. Aren't you a fan of his, even though he's like a scandalous monster? Uh, I like him because he's a scandalous monster. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. As yeah. I, he's a shit poster. That's me. He's a he's a troll. He's a as a fellow troll, I support him in all of his endeavors. Yeah, like what I saw of it, they his whole thing is uh He's like internet famous. Yes. People don't even like his music, it doesn't seem. He's no. just like a it's person. Bad. It's bad. He has like rainbow hair and face tattoos, and he's like an internet guy who does wacky things. And I think got canceled for something. I didn't he watch enough to get it. got canceled for allegedly Ooh. doing a sex tape with a 15-year-old. Wow. Is I think one of his many charges. He was also in the Trey Nine Bloods, which is a blood faction in out of i believe new york city and there are rumors that he bought his way in and used them to get famous and then ratted on all of them and that's why he's out of jail so his whole story is just fascinating to me so this doc is this doc is in my wheelhouse and i was actually looking forward to watching it so i hope it's not you'll probably like it but they do a weird thing it's like half documentary then part of it is a movie where like someone is playing him I don't even know. It was like very, it's, it was kind of all over the place, especially for like a documentary. And it was also like two hours long. It's like, come on, what are you, what are you doing with this? This should be like 71 minutes. <laughs> Fucking Takashi 69. But, um, I also shot Heavy Metal, which is that movie. I'd never seen this. It was one oh, of those movies. the 80s movie with the music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it as like a Beavis and Butthead thing. Like, they always talked about it, and the animation looks similar. It's like 90s animation, or maybe even 80s. And, like, it looks cool for a bit, and it's kind of creative, but I don't know. It just lost me. I couldn't really get into it. And I also shut the Lego Star, Way- uh, Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+, Plus, which is... Uh... You don't say. Yeah. It sounds riveting. <laughs> The, you know, like all adults do, I I put on the Lego Star Wars holiday special on Disney Plus. It's, uh, it's reasonable. Like all adults do got me. That was good. 
But yeah, that's funny. I watched a bit of this, and they have the characters from the the new trilogy, like the Finn and uh, Finn Detrolio, my arch nemesis. Whatever, <laughs> Daisy Ridley, uh, Ray. They have all these characters, but it's different people doing the voices. It's like you couldn't get these fucking people to do the voice to like record a couple lines for this piece of shit Lego animated thing. It was kind of fucked up. But, I don't know. If you're like seven years old, you might enjoy this. Check it out. Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. What did you shut this week? I have a, a couple. Not as many as last week. I started off, speaking of Kurt Russell, Ooh. on HBO Max, they have the Kurt Russell, Michael Douglas. No, Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson movie, Tequila Sunrise, Ooh. with Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's like a love triangle in the 80s. It was just boring. I, I'm out. That's one of those movies I recognize the cover from, like, sitting on the shelf at Blockbuster. Correct. And I was looking at it and being like, I wonder if this is anything. Yeah, in that vein, I also shut off the Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas movie, The Ghost in the Darkness. Ooh. Which is another one of those 80s movies that exists that should just continue to exist without our approval. Yeah. I had a good laugh when I opened up the, the Turkey Boy Stars account, seeing... You can see like when someone shut something and it was like the tiniest little sliver of the movie being watched. Like a little like, yeah, like of the movie. Blink and you missed it. I shut off the new Kevin Hart stand-up special that I recommended to you because I figured we could make fun of it together. Mm, I didn't get it in. It's bad. I don't mind him as an idea. Agreed, but, but he's not that funny. I think I like him better in movies than his stand-up. He's Even funny, though I don't love him, he's funny in bursts, and he's also funnier as an arena comic. The mm. time that I actually bumped into him, I literally a week prior watched him bomb at the nightclub that I worked at, bartending. Ooh. And when I saw him, because he was funny to me, because I know Kevin and I know his jokes and whatever, but the, he was playing an arena act in a room of a hundred people, and that doesn't work. Mm. And I said to him when we were in an elevator together in Florida, like a week after, which was so weird. And I was like, yeah, man, you killed it, you crushed it. And I was like, you were too big for the room. And he, you could tell he like genuinely appreciated the compliment. And in my head, I was like, this is the coolest celebrity moment you will ever have. Because it was the per- I just had the perfect thing to say. Yeah, that'd be funny if he was like, was that a short joke? <laughs> Fuck, man. You fucking with me? He probably would have liked it if it were. But yeah, uh, was the new special anything? No, and it's that same problem because he has a... It's actually very cool. He has a stand-up theater in his home, in mm. the basement. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did it. He and recorded he did it, it recently. From his own home. Like, yeah. he does, you know, like he does in the beginning of his specials, he'll like walk out. Yeah. He walked out like after being upstairs with his wife and kids, and then he like comes down a flight of stairs, goes down this hallway with all this like comedy memorabilia on the walls, and then he's like in this really awesome like home theater slash stand-up arena like it's he has a he has a club in his house Mm. basically it's cool it's cool yeah that sounds interesting i like that yeah like everyone's just sitting around he's like i'll do a comedy special from my house fuck it he was admitting that he's scared of coronavirus it was topical but Mm. then it was just a lot of kids stuff and wife stuff and he lost me yeah he's someone he has like four kids he they probably monopolize his set in like all his specials i shut off doolittle which you and tired so Good for you. We'll hear more about Doolittle, the Robert Downey Jr., now on HBO Max, Turkey. Will we ever. I shut off Aunt Donna's Big Old House of Fun on mm. Netflix, which I don't know if you got in yet. but I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of people like raving about it. Didn't enjoy it at all. This is like an Australian sketch comedy show. 
A lot of people compare it to Mr. Show, which makes me think I will enjoy it. I think you might get a kick out of it. It's kind of like Mr. Show meets Flight of the Concords, but less funny. Ooh, that sounds good, except for the less funny part. I like yeah. that mixture. And I have an obit. Ooh. We talked about this last week. Future past in movies. Yes. Like when you... <laughs> Like a movie is like a Book of Eli type movie where the world is in this dystopian disarray. Mm. And it's like, yeah, he has like this futuristic cell phone that he can also fly with. But then like he's walking everywhere. And like the world is just destroyed and looks like this ancient city. Yeah, And eating like dirt pies for every meal. Like Like the Mandalorian does a lot of future past. Despite how much I love it, I'm sick of it. Mm. It's true. A lot of the planets just look like they were 5,000 years ago. Yes. And that's it for me. Let's take a little break. Word. And then we'll be right back with God knows what. Folks, we'll be right back. What's up? This is Zachary Ty Bryant from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Enough, the podcast. Wow. ZTB, love to hear from you, friend. Mm. Wonder how his whole court case is going. Yeah. Maybe we get him to check in on the next episode. Curious. Hope he's okay. We need to know what's going on there. He was... I can't remember the details, but yeah, we'll check in on that next week. The ZTB news. Folks. What did you watch this week? What a week. I mean, as you alluded to earlier in the program, I watched Doolittle this Oof. week. How the is, fuck did you finish that? I mean, I got that commitment. This is one of those movies I didn't want to watch. I just needed to watch. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, I know what you mean. Like, I saw it finally pop, <clears throat> pop up on HBO, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, while pressing play. Like... I couldn't help it. I was it's just something that had to happen. We almost saw that in the theater, didn't we? Oh yeah. I was probably pulling for it. For people who don't remember, this is the new take on the Doctor Doolittle story where a doctor talks to animals. This is the one with Robert Downey Jr. giving probably the worst performance of his entire career. <clears throat> I would say that's a fair assessment that it, that he's never done anything worse. The accent he's doing in this movie changes, like, scene to scene. You can tell they, like, cobbled it together, like, in editing. Probably did a bunch of reshoots. This movie is impossible to follow and awful. And all the animals are voiced by distracting celebrities. Like, you got a fucking... Rami Malik playing like a goose. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani is some sort of a creature. Octavia Spencer plays a duck who drops a Rush Hour reference. She says, uh, do you understand the words coming out of my bill at one point? <sighs> Which is, I was sitting there watching it just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what is life when you're watching Doolittle and there's a Rush Hour reference from... The Duck, voiced by Octavia Spencer. But yeah, everything about it is scotch taped together. Every joke is embarrassing. I really... Like, some turkeys are fun. This one just, like, bummed me out. I was hoping it would be, like, 
it would give me more stuff to be like, oh, this fucking sucked. But it was just like a, just a dud. Dud. And you know how uh, the president once a year will pardon a turkey in the Thanksgiving season? Yes. I'm pardoning Doolittle. Doolittle's the turkey of the year, and I'm pardoning it in the Thanksgiving tradition. Hmm. Do you approve? I approve of that as a bit. Okay, he's in. <laughs> but it was very bad. Yeah. I watched like an hour of it, because my new move is I wake up and I throw on a movie instead of the news. I like the, the wake up movie thing that's yeah, a cool wake move. Up movie well it's like I wake up at like like I'll probably be asleep in an hour and then I'll wake up at like six and then I don't have a client for two hours so mm. I'm like I can like have a cup of coffee and my juice in bed and then watch a movie movies hit different in the morning as they say like it's cool to I do that sometimes too it's a fun move it's another bonus is you're not like the group tr- thread isn't popping off mm. you can focus. Like, I'm more invested. I also forgot to... Speaking of shuts, I forgot to mention, I, sh- I shut off that movie, The Kitchen, which I don't even want to talk about. I just want to acknowledge that it was one of my attempted morning movies, and it mm. was very bad. I shut that, too, a couple months ago. Bad. It's, uh, yeah. Turkey. Very um, bad. So you've been watching Industry, new HBO show. Oh, yes. What do you think? TV. You're, are you loving it, or...? I mean, I think it's good it's like this is a show about like high profile wall street type people like working at a fancy well the the i think like a lot of them are like entry level kids yeah and like they're getting their dicks kicked in and that's kind of like why it's like stressful because it's like i don't want to watch them all i hate watching people grovel in a new job i think there's like I hate to refer to myself as an entrepreneur because I think that's a douchey word and a douchey thing to call yourself. But there's definitely something to be said for never having a boss ever again. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't have it in me to do what these kids do. I don't care if at the end of that road is a quarter of a million dollars or $10 million. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a show. They're all like ambitious schemers, like trying to work their way up in the company. There's one character who's like sleeping in the bathroom and he uh, like he doesn't leave the building at all. He's like there, and then someone calls him out in front of the other workers. Like, yeah, your key card didn't log out for forty eight hours. Wherever you're sleeping here, you need to stop doing that. And, like embarrasses him in front of everyone. I thought that was cool. But yeah, it's uh, it's one of those shows. It's a little heavy on business talk. Yeah. But which it's forgivable. I mean, they do that thing where they they assume that we all know exactly what they're talking about. And it's like, don't make yourselves that niche. Yeah. It's, but, you know, it's a good show. It's It's got uh friend of the show, Ken Luong, the yes. Asian guy from The Sopranos and Saw. Mm. Scene and stealer. And one of the things about this show is that it definitely thinks it's much sexier than it really is. Mm-hmm. I actually, I got a big, like, American Psycho vibe from this show. It's like American Psycho, like, without any of the killing at all. Like, all the inner business stuff. Just all that stuff. It definitely has that same cold feel to it. And it even had a business card reveal. That's a scene where, like, people are... (laughs) That's funny. ...doing the fun exchange. 
But yeah, like good sidecars. It has a fun like cunty assistant character who like mm. bosses everyone around. I like her, and I like a couple of the other sides. It's not like a home run, but I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I feel like nobody's talking about this show. Like it barely exists, but it's on HBO called Industry. Two episodes in, I'm enjoying it. The what else do we have? We both watched Echo Boomers. Mm-hmm. A new movie that you can find on iTunes, a Saban Films release, one of the the strongest film companies out there, in my opinion. Got a little summary here. Based on a true story, five college graduates decide the best way to get back at the unfair economy and live the life they've always wanted is to steal from Chicago's richest and give to themselves. Cool. This is a movie... It's got Patrick Schwarzenegger and Michael Shannon, who yes. are both friends of the show. Hello, Ank. I'm here. I was actually disappointed. Your Michael Shannon is like a home run or the worst impression ever. There's no. It's like perfect, and I'm like, is Michael Shannon in the room, mm. or it's like just a loud guy that I don't know who it is. It's a weird one. It's one you need to like. You need you need to like watch an entire season of Boardwalk Empire <laughs> and be alone for three hours just listening to his voice on repeat. I'm gonna start watching a Michael Shannon movie before the show every week to get in the zone. It's your best impression when it's on. But yeah, Patrick Schwarzenegger. I was disappointed that he sounds normal. I was expecting him to come out like, "Oh, I'm Patrick Schwarzenegger. I'm coming here. I'm coming everywhere." But, I watched. Uh, this is, I think, the second movie I've watched with him. Mm. There's another one where he is. I, I shot that movie with him, Bella Thorne, where they're like an item. It's like a garbage rom I think I shot that too, actually. It's Mid- a different one where he's like a ghost or he's like a bad guy. I got to look it up because it's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son is acting now. That's the thing that's happening. Good looking kid. Yeah. Would you smooch with him? I mean, I'd think about it. If Arnold would, you know, mm. give me like. It's it meant time. that you could hang out with Arnold and he'd give you your own personal Arnold is numero uno shirt and then smoke a joint with you? Would you do a 30-second tongue kiss with Patrick Schwarzenegger? Yes. Me it's too. a done deal. <laughs> Without even thinking about it. Yeah. It's really, it's done. It's already done. He did a movie called Daniel Isn't Real with one of the Sprouse brothers, I believe. Ooh, I shut that. That was a Shudder movie. Was it a Sprouse? No. Not a Sprouse. Kid who looks like a Sprouse. Miles Robbins. Are we talking Cole and Dylan Sprouse over here? Miles Robbins. And it's like he is like a ghost. Or like he's his imaginary friend, but he's like a bad guy. And like it's basically Mm. just showcasing a crazy kid. Hmm. Interesting. It was fine. But yeah, this movie Echo Boomers. Oh yeah, back to Echo Boomers. It's low budget, but decent it's it's like maybe the most average movie i've ever seen it's it's like overflowing with cliches uh it has too much narration and it has different people telling narration where it's like this isn't a scorsese movie you can't it's not like cool i felt like no it was an excuse like movies are supposed to tell stories visually this was like watching a book that had pictures in it with how much narration it had it was kind of ridiculous and it has all the like classic, like the crew becomes at odds. They start coming apart at the seams when the jobs get too tough. <laughs> and Michael Shannon's fucking coming down on them. It had Alex Pettifer from Magic Mike, 
yes. who sucks and as you've mentioned is a, a dick and terrible to work with from Every, what we've heard everyone who's ever worked with him says like yeah i fucking hate that dude like channing tatum has like did a whole thing about how much he hates him that's why he's not in it's, magic mike XXL. I, the first thing i wrote about this movie is that it feels like billionaire boys club 2 Ooh. It has that same, like, a bunch of young douchebags on the prowl. Yeah. It's one of those, like, you've seen this movie before. Whoever you are listening to this, like, you've seen a movie exactly like this before, with just, like, a crew pulling off jobs. Oh. And then There's they... an obit in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. I, I thought of, like, a zillion obits watching this. One good one is that they do that news reporter voiceover to just skirt any real exposition. Like, they just... Yep. Like, pop in like oh let's have like dan rather talk about something mm. it's not even real newscasters that you've heard of i'm okay with it if it's like anderson cooper and they paid the money to have anderson cooper do a part yeah but if it's just made up newscasters with fake news networks doing a fake story it sucks yeah it doesn't land no it's it's yeah it's, it's lazy it's annoying when you see real newscasters but it makes it more of a thing i know what yes. you're saying i thought of an obit the i think it's alex pettifer or whatever he gives a speech in this movie about the difference between dogs that bark and dogs that bite. It's like, that's in maybe 85 movies where, like, a gangster guy's like, are you a dog that fucking barks or are you just biting? Reservoir like, Dogs is the first one I could think about. Yeah. You're like, you gonna bark all day, little doggy, you know? Exactly. It's like that, but just more boring and extended. And I couldn't believe that they were, like, actually doing it. And I also predict... Uh, predicted the last line of the movie where someone's like, would you do it again? And then there's a big pause and he goes, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Which is just when he's such... like in jail? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, like, we went on this crazy adventure and I didn't even learn a lesson. Isn't that crazy on me? It's fucked up. Ooh. <sighs> but yeah, it wasn't great, but that being said, I do have a soft spot for like heist movies in general. I love a good, like, caper. Even though this wasn't great, I watched all of it just because, like... It's a very watchable, fun turkey. Yeah. The part that annoyed me is when they're breaking in and stealing stuff from the houses. It's, like, under the guise that it's, like, this, like, political statement or something, like a social commentary. Mm. And they're just, like, ruining these rich people's homes. It's, like, breaking some guy's stuff doesn't send a message at all. Yeah, it had very, like, mixed... There were... Ah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It jumped around a lot on on, on metaphor and yeah and and purpose. It was just it was it was a dumb it's a dumb guy movie. Yeah, was they the were, best way to put it. They were trying to present them as like oh they're like Robin Hood and it's like no these guys are just like dickhead idiots who are robbing people. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is an entry in the the garbage crime genre, which is the thing I'm new to. They talked about it on the rewatchables and I'm into it. Garbage crime. Mostly movies starring uh, Gerard Butler, like Den of, <laughs> Den of Thieves type movies, where it's like, like it sucks, but it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun, stupid heist movie. That's Echo Boomers, mm. now on iTunes. And I also watched The New Mutants, which is new to go. iTunes after... This is the movie that was famously shot in, like, 2015 and then shelved forever. And they kept moving the release date and talking about reshoots. And they finally just dumped this thing on demand the other day. turkey sit and just simmer into obscurity. 
It's like the last gasp of the X-Men franchise. They tried to do like a horror teen version of an X-Men movie. Folks, it's very bad. Not for you? The New Mutants. I think what would I, you, how many bags of popcorn? Out of three. One out of three. Fuck your fucking fucked up popcorn scheme. <laughs> it's just like confusing me. I'd give it like a three out of ten. It was bad. It was so like... So 30% of a bag of popcorn left. Yeah, like, mm. Anya Taylor-Joy is the star of this movie, Fuck which, in. she's a babe. She gets too much work. She's, like, the queen of the work. She's popping up in everything Just, like, coming the out. Queen's Gambit and yes. Thoroughbreds and, like, 17 different, like, indie darling. She's she's firing on all cylinders. She's got the Netflix show where she's the main character. Mm. She's got the indie darling that wowed everybody at the festivals. And now she's got the blockbuster superhero movie, which was supposed to be a blockbuster. If that yeah. movie had done well, she would have hit uh, the grand slam of actor stardom. And she's starring in the next Mad Max movie. She's like the next <clears throat> Ava's She's not even that good. Yeah, she's just like... She's like cute and, and kind of like that French term, that Jolie Lay, that ugly pretty. Yeah. Where it's like you look at her and you're like, she's kind of fucked up looking, but she's hot. And I can't really figure out why. I know what you mean. It's, it's her eyes. She's yeah. very... Odd, large eyes. Apart. Yeah, but yeah, she's still a babe. But it's just like she has that look where I don't even know how to explain it. But yeah, this movie it also stars Arya from Game of Thrones, which she looks like such a little kid. You can tell how long ago they shot this movie by how like she's like a fourteen year old. Like hi, kids. She's all a woman now. Yeah, but yeah. distressing it's called the new mutants i think i prefer the old mutants got them and also like for a new movie they're they're like these are new mutants and one of the guys is his power is he's made of fire it's like it's like yeah there's been like a fire guy in like all of these x-men movies this isn't new and yeah, it was kind of like admirably weird at times, but very average. If I saw it in a movie theater, I'd be sick over it. I'm and... only really hanging in for that new Suicide Squad. Yeah. That's it. And I thought I'd mention my Twitter buddy, Nick Eusen, worked in the editing room on this movie. So I'm going to say it was well edited. Good job, bud. I, I didn't and, know that. And I, I feel cool when someone I know from Twitter worked on a movie that I watched. That's how fucked up I am. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think okay. that, uh... He's in. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's the New Mutants. It's on iTunes. You don't need to Isn't watch it. Is like it. a good it's 1999 nothing. rental, too? I think... No, they actually... They didn't do that movie. You can rent price. it for four ninety nine okay. casually. So it's not that heartbreaking when you watch this turkey. What else you watch? That's it for me. I'm, I, I guess that I also watch, like, dumb stuff, like... I finished off the Toy Story run and I watched Sylvester Stallone and Get Carter, Ooh. which is on Stars right now and it's very underrated as far as like cheese ball action movies. Oh, Get Carter! I it's like got how... Mickey Rourke and um, who else? Rachel Lee Cook and Michael Caine. It's a very weird stacked mm. cast. Fun fact: Michael Caine's in the original Get Carter, and ah. then he's—I forgot it was a remake. That's Who's actually, in the original? Is he Carter in the original? He's Carter, yeah. That's actually a thing that happened. We also... This is a show that was in the shuts a couple weeks ago, and I'm glad I gave it another chance. I'm going to thank friend of the show, Brian, for recommending I give it another go, because he was totally right. 
the show How To with John Wilson on HBO gets really good if you give it a chance. It's it it didn't start off very strong and it I it takes some getting used to. Yeah, it's a deeply weird show. Like the second episode is all about scaffolding and it's like produced by Joe Para and Nathan Fielder. Right. And those are two of our favorite guys, Joe Para and Nathan Fielder, and oh, yeah. they both have phenomenal shows of their own. So I went into this with very high expectations. Is what fucked it up. Yeah. But like it, it settles into itself. Like in the scaffolding app, the amount of bits that he gets out of scaffolding, I was like, wow. Like I haven't heard anyone talk about scaffolding ever. And now I'm like on the edge of my seat with these fucking bits. And then the fourth episode, he does this whole thing with this guy who's like doing puppetry of the penis type stuff, like giving a review of Parasite while lying in bed. Like, I was having some big cackles watching this show. The uh, angst on his phone and not saying anything. I'm getting urgent, urgent messages. He's back. Are you? Yes. This just in. I had to stop the show to have diarrhea. That's true. That did happen. (laughs) So if it sounded a little choppy back there, it's on me. And it's not beautiful and talented Sammy. It's not my powerful co-host scotty boy Mm. it's me and my weird tummy and that i had a big bag of greasy popcorn yeah my during the break kid loves that popcorn i do i famously do not care for popcorn much which is fucked up as a movie guy but what can you Uh, do it's not great i don't know what about i don't know what about me i like you're gonna notice when you come to my house there's always corn on deck he's a corn guy but with a, with a K also. He's a fan of the band. <laughs> We're having a lot of fun. But the how-to show <clears throat> did that one sketch that really brought us back. The one about the guy trying to uncircumcise his penis. Yes, it is. That's like what really did it. Mm. Like that Of all the sketches, that's the funniest. And it's that guy that does it. The that guy was, in the sketch. That was like the bit of the year. And the thing of this show, they never show the host. You hear his voice the whole time narrating it. And he's like... Like, filming it, even though he's probably not, but that's, like, the conceit of the show. And, yeah, when he was doing that, he's just, like... It's a great show where you can see weird people being weird. And I'm they, weird. And they don't, like, underline anything It's for me, you. Devin Radigan. It's one of those shows where you gotta watch it and, like, really, like, catch all the slight bits and, uh... Get in there. And he also, I noticed the host does this thing where he lets the person he's interviewing talk for like a sentence or two too long, where like he almost should butt in, but he just lets them go to the point where they're like embarrassing themselves. He doesn't recover for them at all, yeah. He lets them just die. He's a real, yeah, like I didn't notice it until I was a couple episodes in, but I was like, okay, this guy's like, he's a pro, He's, he's doing stuff. What it is about this show, and it's on HBO Max, Mm. How To with John something. John Wilson. John Wilson. Yes. Just I always want to repeat it because I know people don't listen. Not a great title. They probably could have worked out better. Chunky or clunky, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, very slight and funny. And has a lot of visual gags. It's it's the kind of show that you have to give it a little, it's a slow boil or a slow burn. Hmm. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm fully into it. I went from, it was a shut weeks ago, and now it's, like, one of my favorite shows on currently. 
So give it a go. How to with John Wilson, HBO Max. And I don't know. Maybe we watch 90 seconds of The Departed at this moment in time. I could be into that. Maybe we just fucking rock out to corn. You know I'm a rocker through and through. I know, especially not air guitaring to this song. I have like three fans of my air guitar videos, and you're one of them. He's in. It bums me out how much of a miss. <clears throat> I must admit, people are starting to catch it and mm. like enjoy it and like make comments like that was funny. It's like, yeah, what did you think I was serious when I was doing like, like fucking scissor kicks to Ozzy in my stupid gym by myself at three in the afternoon on a Wednesday? I took it seriously and I appreciated it. All right, like, did you, do you think that I think that it's it's cool and like like it's like like am I supposed to think make people think that I'm really playing the instrument? Yeah. If you're not following my boy on Instagram and checking out these air guitar fucking showcases, I have a there. good one coming up. Ooh, nice little tease for I the have, fans. I have two. One I may need your help with. Consider it done. Okay. How do you feel about being Tom DeLong? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to ask me. <laughs> I can do an annoying, cunty, pop-punk voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, it's playing. Oh, it's muted, and I don't have my timer on. What could, a mess. I couldn't think of a fucking blank song. Fucking shot me. Oh, my God. Oh, France the number one just fucking shot himself in the face and exploded in that's a, a pretty, car. That's a big moment. <laughs> Moments don't get much bigger. Yeah, now we're watching Jack Nicholson... Who's taking a gunshot to the tummy, like eek around this fucked up with the Irish shirt, which we have looked for online, and I've found them only on eBay, and I'm not sure they're gonna look just right. Kali, <sighs> I get it's a movie, but like the unrealistic nature of the scene is almost unbelievable. The <laughs> the king of this like Boston mafia is now having a showdown with this police officer, who he's in <clears throat> cahoots with. There's no one else around for no one for reasons unknown. You're an FBI informant. Frank. Are you fucking, Are you fucking kidding, kidding me? me? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could rewind. They know Not really. Oh my god. This is a fucking piping hot 90. Holy shit. I can't even handle this. This is the best one yet. That <laughs> Frank? We still got 15 seconds Frank, did they, did they know that I'm a cop pretending to be a cop? Or just appearing to be a cop? Can I let it roll a little extra? Yeah, for let's the go. Here? Let's go. Let's roll. I'm in. Do you? This is unprecedented, folks. We're this doing All that murdering and fucking and no sons. That's a lot of <laughs> big moment right there. I couldn't. Fenway Frank was just shot and killed. I couldn't shut it off. We're now a minute and forty-five seconds into the departed. This is very much breaking the rules. Somebody's gonna call us out on this. Wow, Monty, cool your jets. We've got it all under control. <laughs> There's nothing better than Mad Taman's hatred of rats, even though he's the. F- most ridiculous rat in the whole fucked up movie. Gwen? Gwen? Oh my god. Does he answer his phone? He does. 
I forgot this. I love the idea of you forgetting anything that happened in this movie that we've watched like 74 times. No good. Let's just watch <laughs> the great. rest of this scene. How yeah. about that? I'm into it. I'm Who digging cares? it. I'm really... The wheels are coming off here at the Enough Podcast, folks. Why? Frank? I think this will help us to... We want to end this bit on the 100th episode spectacular. I feel like this will help make that happen. Through some sort of fucking time travel nonsense. I just need to hear I got Costello and then I'm going to shut it. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I got him! I got him! That was two minutes and 57 seconds of The Departed, folks. Wow. Which is the longest we've gone ever, which I think is fun. And you know what else is fun? Tuning in to the Enough Podcast every week with myself and Scott, a.k.a. Skip Seasoned on Instagram. And making sure that if your prosthesis is loose, that you shove a lot of toothpaste inside just to get the creases nice and tight. Oh, the creases. We're, uh, we're going to be back next week with episode 96. we got a lot planned for you. It's the exciting uh, post-Thanksgiving spectacular. Yes. Big thing we do here at the pod. And the holidays are very important to us and to you, and we love you very much. And thank you for your listenership. Yes, we love you. Do us a favor. Shoot us an email at enoughpodcast at gmail.com. And do me a favor and have a good one. I think that's enough. Listen, buddy, I gotta go, but thank you.